Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're recording. We're recording? Yay. Welcome to Pretty Scary, everybody. Pretty, Pretty Scary Boo. Boo. Pretty Scary Boo. That's what we say. That was my carrot. Was that good? That was, good. Actually, that was pretty good. Again, I will come up, come up with something completely ridiculous and asinine. Somehow it catches on it's every single time. I feel that it is not fair. Yeah, it's I'll, kind of the trademark of the show agree. now. I kind of agree with you, Kate. I, well, it's thank not you. fair. Thank you for being here in this moment with me, because honestly, I work really hard on some of the clever things that I say. Nothing ever takes off, but Carrie yells, pretty scary <laughs> boo, and here we are, folks. You're here really we, great, Carrie. Yeah, that's what it is, actually. Is Thanks, Adam. You are. Just boo! Boo! Yeah, <laughs> very catchy. Carrie, speaking of awesome things, there's a really cool thing happening in this room right now. We've got a really great guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. Is this our first guest? This is our first guest. Except that time Jeff Ooh. May showed up in the middle of an episode. Uh, yeah, but he that doesn't was count. Unasked. Doesn't I count. I blocked that out. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, my oh. friend, you're what? You're the first one. You're the first real guest here. Well, thank you. Who's ever done We've anything. We've only done, uh, this is our seventh episode, I believe. Seventh or eighth, I think. Rounding up, yeah. I want to say We've only done this for a couple of months. <laughs> We've gotten some, some good response. Yes, we have. So... Do you know anything about this? Did I paint any sort of picture for well, you? Well, <laughs> no, we <laughs> no, you didn't paint a picture. Tell everyone I mean, the who the guest says is. Something to me, but <laughs> her name is Joan Renner. She's very brave. She has <laughs> been a guest on several investigation discovery episodes, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later. Uh, she also has an amazing blog uh, called "LA Deranged Crimes." Deranged LA Crimes. Yes. You were so close, So Carrie. close, Carrie. Like it was, you were just right. a nano off. It's Deranged right. LA Crimes. <laughs> yeah. And it is such a cool blog. It's so Kaylin's cool. in love with it. I really am. I think it's Thank a really you. great concept. It's a lot of fun. But I'll, I'll let Carrie continue. But the very amazing, bit. the very amazing Miss Joan Renner. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hear the crowd Renner. roar. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. definitely are. Joan. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we tape this in front of a live studio. <laughs> but well, a couple of us are alive, yeah, I think. They're about Your nine girlfriend. miles yeah. away from here, but yes. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so the basis of our show is we wanted to talk about... You're doing great. Different... <laughs> But like haunted places in LA, we wanted to talk about unsolved murders in LA. We talk about paranormal, a lot of things. things. Paranormal it, it, stuff. It started off in LA, but now it's kind of broadened its scope. Well, that yeah. was just the first episode. Yeah, that was never like the, the plan. premise. I thought that was a premise. Joan, Joan, no. second oh. guessing this guy. I don't know. Just, I feel bad for her right now. You're gonna, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna. But get our out first of this episode okay. was about. L.A., right? It was famous L.A. murders. I was there, yeah. Who can remember? <laughs> Who yes, can remember was, eight yeah, episodes like ago? It's a long time. So yeah. <laughs> to, to pull the lens back a little bit, Carrie and I host a podcast called White Wine True Crime. That and one I know. That one, fabulous. <laughs> um, we've had your friend on, author David Kolchek. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a fabulous book and uh, he, about California's deadliest women. 
and cover Carrie and I, gosh, like Carrie and I were talking about before the show started, boy, was he a sport with us. Cause we, <laughs> there was so much to cover in that book that Carrie and I were like, and then this one, and then this one, and then this one. And then I was like, what about the Phil Hartman case? And he was like, I don't want to talk about that. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's um, also so, just a touch crazy, which I love. Oh, it was yeah, fabulous. He's, he's crazy in a good way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In a good way. No, we need that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, I don't think he's going to kill me. No. I just think he might make some weird remarks. But it's, it's exciting thinking he might. Shoulderly hair. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, um, as a result of that, we got connected with Adam, and then it sprung into this show because on White Wine True Crime, we just cover true crime television yeah. and film. This is more topical. We cover weird cases, weird things that pop up. Um, the you know the, the the Malaysian flight that was one of the last episodes we covered. we solved it. We solved it. We did an so episode they, about Malaysia Airlines, and then they found the wreckage. If yeah, you want there something you go. solved or someone exonerated, yeah, perfect. It's Carrie, really. Carrie's the key. M- much yeah. like all of our marketing and everything else, it just all comes back to Carrie Jones. Pretty scary, boo. This is good to know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you have anything you're wishing for, if you're, um, if, yeah. or you want me to plug, I'm let me know. looking for someone, or so yeah. a, a couple other things that I really find fascinating about Joan because I'm a super big nerd and I researched you like a weirdo. Oh but, God, that's um, all right. No, I think it's wonderful. So you, <laughs> you were actually uh, you were. I'm a little confused about how you contributed, but you you worked with the LAPD on the Elizabeth Short case because well, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing. Yeah, inf- it's an unsolved homicide. What what I did was I I was a volunteer at the Los Angeles Police Museum so for about cool. six and a half years, and we were lucky in that we were we got permission from from the chief to do a limited run exhibit on the Black Dahlia case which it's still an unsolved mm-hmm. homicide. So we needed his permission because we were we wanted to access records at Robbery Homicide Division. And we ha- absolutely had to have it. So it was underwritten by James Elroy, wrote L.A. Confidential Crazy. and all that. He's, mm-hmm. he's great. I Wait. Li- I like him. Hold on. You met him? Well, I know him. He's, he's You a, know him? Well, yeah, he's a very nice man. I like wow. him. Wow. He's he's very cool, and so I'm gonna cry. No, no, <laughs> she's right? actually no, no, no. gonna orgasm. No, 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 don't cry, don't cry. Please don't cry. I'll be fine. Okay, I have so many questions uh, for you. Have a, someone have a Kleenex? No, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's really actually just I'm just sweating now, but no, it's it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. So he he underwrote it, and oh and what we did was uh, once we got permission, robbery homicide dropped off a bunch of boxes. We were able to go through them and pick out things that we wanted to exhibit. You know, for this for this thing. And uh, one of the best finds, actually, for us was an envelope that was unmarked. It was just in there with all the rest of the files, and it was an envelope, and it felt like there were photographs in it. And sure enough, you shake oh, it man. out, shake it out on the conference table, and it's photographs of Beth Short taken by a guy she had dated <gasps> at least once in um, Hollywood. That's all it takes: nude photos. No, know sadly, it. not nude, oh. but. <laughs> I like Joan, guys. She was Joan oh. fan club right here. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just. She. It was funny because she'd been on the uh, on a date with this guy. Um, she met him in Long Beach when she was living in Long Beach, mm-hmm. sort of the summer before she died. Caitlin lives in Long Beach. Ah, see, Long Beach is very cool. I love mm-hmm. Long Beach. And we can talk about Long Beach Long or Beach, anything you want. Long Beach is wonderful. And so she met this guy, and they, and you know, she said. She kind of played it along, you know, like, oh, he wanted to take her on a date to Hollywood. And she said, I've never been to Hollywood, right. which, of course, was just a stone lie. Of course, she'd been in Hollywood. She'd lived in Hollywood. But I think partly she didn't want to crush this guy's enthusiasm for the date. And secondly, 
she was kind of a compulsive liar. Right. I got that from your blog. So she, <laughs> she just said, oh, I've never been to Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood. So he, Whoa. a couple of the photos were just fantastic. He posed her under um, the Earl Carroll. Earl Carroll was a, a theater they had. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to have the most beautiful girls in the mm-hmm. world, right? So he poses her underneath the marquee sign that said the most beautiful girls in the world. And there's a picture of Elizabeth Short. She's standing there, and the sign that you can read above her just says the most beautiful girl. And oh, my god! There's some great photos, and it was a great exhibit to be a part of, and we just had some. It just ran for a limited time, I think, three or four months in 2012, maybe. But Incredible. it was it was fantastic. So, and before we get into a little bit more about your blog, which there's a lot to talk about, <laughs> um, is there anything? Because I, I have to ask, Please. is there anything about the the Black Dahlia case that you wish people understood a little bit more, or that you, something you know that you wish people knew? Or I mean, because I, I feel like it's been picked apart in so many different ways and people don't even really know what they're looking at anymore there's so many movies that they say oh yeah that's the black dahlia case and you're like what how is what what was the year that it happened in okay it was 1947 actually this it's the seven 70th anniversary this month she 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 disappeared she disappeared on january 9th night which no one even knew she was missing really because in order to understand the case you have to understand los angeles at the time and in 1947 it was, you know, the post-war era. It was there was a housing shortage, critical housing shortage. So unless you had a fixed address, you had to move every five days. And so there were a lot of people, most of them in their twenties, you know, people who'd been lived through the war. And Elizabeth Short was one of them. And I think it's important for people to understand what LA was like before they can really understand and get a handle on what the case was. And I think, in answer to your question, I think what people miss about it is there's so many myths now mm-hmm. it's just you know like when you were a kid did you ever play telephone you know you mm-hmm. start out and you say like blue marble and when the last person repeats it it's something else like flying saucers from outer space and no one knows what's going on and that's what's happened with this case there's been so much written about it so much misinformation like she never wanted to be an actress that's nonsense and that's that's a big thing. See that right there is actress. Yeah. I that's didn't huge. Know that. That's 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 a big deal. People say, oh, she was she was a uh, she was starstruck. She wanted to be an actress. No, she didn't really. She didn't. She, she had friends who did. Who doesn't in L.A.? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, they're either, I guess it's always been that way here. No, they're either writing <laughs> a screenplay, doing your hair, or selling you real estate. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening in Los Angeles. So. That's amazing. And something's never changed. I completely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Something's never changed. So that's the thing. But there's a lot of people, even before the Daddy Did It books and all that stuff that came out, there were always, you know, and I I think what really started people being more interested in the case again was James Elroy's book, The Black Dahlia. Yeah. And that came out in, I think, 88 or something. And so that started off. Then there were other books like John Gilmore's Severed, which, um, no disrespect, John Gilmore just passed away recently, but not a really factual book on the case. She's drilling down, guys. Joan is telling like the it. truth here tonight. <laughs> I'm so she's, happy. She's tea, I'm I so happy right now. In Atlanta. I'm so glad. <laughs> so, I really am. So that I think that's the thing. So what I want people to know really is if you are really truly interested in the case and you want to know more about it, first don't read those books about it. First don't do hmm. that. Just go to the library and go through the newspaper coverage 
on mm-hmm. microfilm, go through it from the time, and you get a little bit better idea. There are some theories, I think, that are credible. Actually, only one. Which is? Which is a friend of mine, Larry Harnish, is formerly of the LA Times. He wrote the 50th anniversary of the case. He wrote that up for the Times 20 years ago. He got very interested in the case, started to research it on his own. I think he was able to. He he holds a lot of this close, and no kidding, because he's writing a book right now. So, But he was able to interview, I believe, some of the people who were alive then and perhaps part of the case. And he has a theory, at least I, this, this is the theory as far as I know it. Like I said, a lot of this stuff he's holding pretty close, and rightfully, because he did all the heavy lifting on it. He was looking sort of pre-internet or budding internet days uh, when you couldn't just do a couple of you know clicks and get where you wanted to go. There were still people who were interested in the Black Dahlia case. So what they did was they had this thing they called the box. And the box was actually a box full of public records that people had Xeroxed, who knows how many generations of Xerox, but f- I think for like a, for postage or something, whoever had the box would copy the stuff, send it to you, and you could go through it. This was kind of huge. So Larry got the box as soon as he heard about it. He said, what the hell is the box? They told him. He said, oh, yeah, I'm in. Give me, send me the box. Send him the material. He starts going through it. Because he was a copy editor, he has a real flair for minutia. He sees, he doesn't just see two letters next to each other. He sees the space between the letters. Yeah. It's a real gift. It's a total gift and one I'm really jealous of. Me too. I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I'm the can't queen of, no, no, it's not good. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I misspell things that actually would confuse you. Yeah. Like, how should you get that wrong? <laughs> no, I do that all the time. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it'll just look wrong and it's right. I don't know. But, but anyway, so he gets the box, he's going through stuff, and he notices that there is a, ma- a marriage certificate. And the med- marriage certificate is between uh, a woman who um, was, her, she, her father was a doctor who lived down the street on Norton, avenue where the body was found Mm -hmm. wow and he notices this and what he notices about this marriage certificate is that one of the witnesses to the marriage was one of elizabeth short's sisters ta-da this is at last a real connection the kind of thing that detectives look for did the victim have a connection to anyone who you know and at the time they they interviewed everybody and nothing. Well, yeah. if we can back up just a second, because sure. I did read your blog, and it is very good, and you have a lot of pictures, which I enjoy. <laughs> I like pictures. I really enjoy pictures. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I, mean, I like pictures. Together, Carrie and I are one really great sort yes, of journalist. she reads, and <laughs> I like at pictures. It's yeah. good. Together, we're perfect. But you talked about how she lived in San Diego, I believe, originally. Um, San Diego is where she was before she came right. back to LA. So yeah. she was staying with a family, I guess, that was not hers. No. And then she rode up to San Diego with a guy named Red. If Red you can Manley. talk about that a little oh, bit. Yeah, of course. That was interesting. Okay. Well, what happened was she left. She told friends. Like I said, people were transient. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of people didn't even really know. They just, they may have noted her absence, but they didn't know you Sure. Know, well, yeah. So she, she left L.A. for San Diego. She said she wanted to get out of L.A., whatever she did. And uh, along the way, she met this guy named Robert Red Manley. And they corresponded because that's what people did then. They wrote letters. Even if yeah. you lived close, that was your option other than the phone. So when she went down to San Diego, she was in one of those all-night theaters. She didn't have a place to stay. She didn't know anyone in San Diego. 
So she's at one of those all-night theaters, and a young woman came up, noticed her at the end of the night. The woman worked at the theater. Last name was French. Her first name escapes me for the moment. But she said, oh, you know, uh, this is no place. You know, don't. You want to come home? You know, you can stay on our sofa, my mom and, you know, and me. And Mm -hmm. so she did. And it was just going to be, you know, temporary for a couple of days or whatever till she sorted things out. Well, she was a thing that wouldn't leave. I mean, she's she's in their living room, compulsively writing letters. Oh wow! Not looking for a job, not contributing to the household. And so, at the the Frenches are now starting to think she's a nice girl, but come on, time to go. Don't you know? Fish and company spoil in three days. Get the hell out of here. So. But she didn't. So then all of a sudden, I guess she she kind of probably felt sort of the vibe, like, oh, maybe I should leave. And uh, she gets a hold of Red Manley. She writes to him. She said, look, I'm I'm tired of San Diego. I want to come back to L.A. And he said, well, I, I'm going to be in San Diego. He's a salesman. I'm going to be in San Diego. I'll give you a ride back. I'll give you a ride back to L.A. So he does in, in January 1947. Yeah. Well, he's married with a child. He is married with a child. he thought about cheating, and she was the test. She was the test. Well, Red Manley had the dumbest thing. I mean, <laughs> he, he decides he's, he's just married maybe two years or less, less than two yeah, years, they I think. A, a they have a new child. They have a, a baby. And he decides, this, this, this can only be thought of by someone who's really seriously considering cheating anyway. He decides he needs a love test. A love test. Such a guy. Look yeah. at Adam, Adam laughing. Adam, give us your Adam. thought on a love test. I take them every day. Sure. All right. Good. Good. Every single day. Perfect reply. That's how you By the way, do. Adam's still here, everybody. He's literally still in the room. <laughs> he is. He, is. he has he not gotten mesmerized. food poisoning yet. Hi, yeah. No. No, I know you're good. happy. I know. She's like I a LA historian. I like when best. I get to just hang out. Yeah. I know. This is nice. He ate the pizza and lived. Yeah. Yeah. So she writes to him and he said, yeah, yeah. But his love test, his love test was, okay. If I'm meant to be with my wife, even when I'm with Beth Short, I won't cheat. If I cheat, then he's going to have a problem. Then I don't know what he thought he was going to do at that point. Wait, so his love test is, am I going to cheat? Mm-hmm. So they his got a love hotel test, room. His, yeah, his love test is, if I can yeah. be in her company, you know, this 22-year-old girl, if I can be in her company and not cheat on my wife, it's meant to be this is how i fail around cheesecake but this he, is exactly how i end up eating cheesecake your Except blog i get a hotel room he, he fell asleep on the bed and she fell asleep on the chair which would have been my love test <laughs> like i totally would have slept with you if you would have given given me the bed you gave me the chair panties stay on i wow good to know couple right. of things though like first of all she wasn't really promiscuous right well, Secondly, everyone is. Um, second, well, yeah. <laughs> There's that, but, but but in this case, not so much. And she also had, and you may have heard things uh, about her female trouble. Okay, that was well known. She had well, a bit gnarly period. Uh, not that just that, Caitlin does. If she wants only. to relate to the black I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, uh, Still here. You're fine, Adam. Yeah, oh, I'm into Adam. this. So hey, we just invented a new love test for you. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't talk about like projectile tampons and that kind of thing. No, that sounds oh, fascinating. Okay. I'm into it. Go okay. for it. Oh, because so, I could go on and on about it. It. It, it. it happens. It's a thing. I know. It, it does. <laughs> It can happen. It's Is that a real like thing. Asian women who have ping pongs coming out of their... No, it's not like no. Asian women who are anything. I don't know what you just said, but I do wear depends sometimes to go to bed. Continue. <laughs> That's really interesting. Okay, I, I never mean, thought of that. It's... Con- it, I'm it, an idiot. 
You're not an idiot. No, I'm not. No, no I was the hardest woman I know that. at this point. I, I, <laughs> I just so you know, yeah, you just cleared like all of Carrie's. Like you're, you're literally her. Oh my god, passed yeah. her love test. Oh my god, no, I, no, I feel so much better guy, about myself now. I'm telling you, it's just Hawking. Like, she's my Stephen Hawking. And, <laughs> She, you're, you I look, don't, I can't live up to that. <laughs> no, well, neither can he. But <laughs> you, uh, it, it's a short story. It, it came down to basically me on vacation in prompt. My car broke down. I was in San Diego, weird parallel. Ooh. And they didn't have anything at this stupid Rite Aid that I went to that I needed. They only had like, here's tampons for people that think they have a period and they're cute. Oh, no, no, no. That's no, no, no. Cute. Yeah, no. I was like, no, I need like, I need either a roll no. of toilet paper. So I just got to Pence. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. And yeah. then guess what? It worked. Of course it worked. That's just, that's. Adam doesn't care. He Talk cares about, about me yeah, as yeah. a woman. Talk about brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. So the, was... the love test, the love test is. Back to love test. Ba- back to, back to, to Beth Short's female she's trouble. She's sleeping on a chair. She's because on a chair. she's like, you don't understand what kind of hell I could unleash on you yeah. with but your it's love a hotel test. Room, so. No, no, no. She, the, the female trouble wasn't actually her period. It's not that I know of what her oh, female trouble yeah. really was. We just sort of digressed there. But <laughs> what, what. I just her, thought it was fun. What, it was fun. But what was really actually her problem was that she had trouble with her Bartholin's gland. Now, the Bartholin's Does she have gland. Chlamydia? No. The Bartholin's gland. But great is, question. That's a very good question. But is, no, she didn't have any, no sexually okay. transmitted diseases, nothing like that. But what she did have was this Bartholin's gland problem. The problem with when you have that is it can swell up. It, it's necessary. It provides lubrication when a woman's aroused, okay? That's yeah. what it does. Yeah. But if it's faulty, it can swell up to the size of, say, an ostrich egg. Really uncomfortable. So there were all these stories about Beth Short having, and I think they may have started with Gilmore's book, Severed. I'm not sure. I don't want to put this on him if it's not true. But there were some stories that went around, like she had infantile genitalia yes. and that was the reason for the murder because someone wanted to have sex with right. her couldn't yeah do you know couldn't finish the act became enraged and beat her to death and then cut her is in she half. just the most exposed woman in history i mean honestly kind like well, i think about her a lot i mean think about it like yeah. uh, there's no other i can't think of another female body right no that has been this discussed. I mean, and and I well, the the severing, especially I think at, at that course. point, and they talked about military veterans mm-hmm. with the uh, me- medical background who had yeah. been released from prison, and they're like, was it them? I believe I also heard a hypothesis, and it might have been from the movie. God, who was that? Uh, only fat actor, something Arbuckle, Fatty, Fatty Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Yes. Okay, Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. Was yeah. he? He was also suspected? very large. He was a large man. No, no. Fatty was a whole different case. His case happened he in had, the 20s. He had weird. Yeah. There were weird stories with Fatty Arbuckle. But None I of don't. which were true. Again, poor Fatty. He, he, he went poor to trial. Fatty. <laughs> poor Fatty. He, he was, Hashtag poor Fatty. I know. I, well, I feel so bad for him because he was a talented comedian. Really, really brilliant guy. And he ends up in a party in San Francisco. He and a friend, they have a suite, some hotel. And uh, they have a party, and yeah. one of the guests, um, fortunately, dies. And and well, yeah. there was all these there were all these stories about it, like you know his great bulk, which now would just be considered pudgy, but mm-hmm. right. you know his like he'd crushed the woman to death, and it's like this woman's name was Virginia Rappe. 
He didn't do any of that. And then there was supposed to have been a Coke bottle involved in some of this. All Ugh. of this stuff is just utter nonsense. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what happened was... Mm-hmm. The Sprite killer? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's wrong. It's just, it's just totally wrong. And so he goes to trial. I think he's tried maybe two or three times. Seriously. And finally, the last jury just says... They, they, they issue a public apology to him. They said, wow. we are so right. that- sorry that you had to go through this because you're clearly an innocent man, but damage done. Forever. Right. Yeah. yeah, his reputation's so, ruined. So for the person who's listening to this in their car, screaming <laughs> at the top of their lungs, who do you think, who, what's your favorite Black Dahlia theory? What's the one that you feel like is the strongest? The Larry Harnish theory. Without a doubt. Let me take a sip of water. You, you take a sip. <laughs> while, you, while you do that, I was oh. just thinking. <clears throat> yes. What were you thinking about, Carrie? Lauren? When you were talking about Elizabeth Short. Mm-hmm. Smart. Short. 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 Smart's different. <laughs> different one. Lots of tragedy different there, one. too. Elizabeth Smart. It's very confusing. And again, I got this from your blog when you were talking about her as a compulsive liar. It kind of reminded me of Casey Anthony. Hmm. Oh, I got a Casey bit. Anthony vibes. Yeah, except, I mean, I think that there are a lot of... Compu- I, I think if you're a compulsive liar, you're a compulsive liar. I don't know that that necessarily means... You, you got know, Anthony'd. Yeah. I mean, all <laughs> of all of Omaha is in Nebraska, but not all of Nebraska is in Omaha. I mean, yeah, I think it's go. just one of those, yeah. like... She has these riddles that she knows I won't understand, so it's okay. I'll figure it out later on I'm in bed. Like, Omaha, not Nebraska. No, and like, yet that made perfect <laughs> That made perfect sense to me. Chinese handcuffs. It made get perfect it. sense. All right, Joan. Thank you. I'm that's, really. That's, I'm again. I may sense. cry, but okay. So <laughs> it did. Um. So so uh, talk about that theory. It, okay. Well, for people who do, you know. Okay. Well, the theory is I was talking, telling you about the box. He looks in the box. He finds out that there's what's a in the box. What's in Sorry. the box? Sorry. He had to see. <laughs> had to know. Everybody. Yes. It is. They all had to know. But he's the only one who spotted this connection between, you know, that, that had any bearing to anyone who may mm-hmm. have known Beth Short. And so the, 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 this Dr. Walter Alonzo Bailey is, was a, um, a surgeon. I think he was a teaching surgeon at USC at some point. And he had been living with his wife down the street from where, where Elizabeth Short's body was dumped on Norton. He'd been living down the street, but he'd recently left his wife and was living with a lover, a woman, at his medical offices. They were just very strange. They lived at sort of at his medical offices, and what they liked to do was watch autopsy films and listen to Mahler. Romantic. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, if you're super nothing clinical, says I, love you. I mean, like, I don't know, whatever. So it's not like a snuff film. <laughs> Not exactly. It's as close no. as you're gonna get. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like that's like a Kubrick thing. Almost. Yeah, that's yeah. That, it's it's like really Mahler. I know, I know. Even leaving your wife in 1947 is pretty rare. Yeah. Well, they, they did, but it was still kind of a scandalous sort of mm-hmm. thing. And but, but but they 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 knew him as the Mahler autopsy guy. So yeah. people are like, frankly, she got out easy. Let's all just look <laughs> the other way. I don't well, know. They never even looked at him because what they were looking at. Because you have to think about what you know what was common law enforcement practice at the time. And at the time, they had a notion about who would commit this sort of crime. Well, the person had to be a pervert. So they looked wherever they thought perverts were. You know? Yep. Yeah, well. And perverts perverts to them in 47 speak would be things like... Like a homeless person? A homosexual. Maybe a black guy did it, see? No. <laughs> Possibly. But no. So the, they were looking. They were looking at. They weren't butchers. looking at. They weren't looking at respected members of the community. They yeah. just weren't. They wouldn't have. 
because there just was no reason for them to. Right. And then, so he just flew under the radar. He was never a suspect ever. He never came up in any of the stuff we looked at for the uh, for the Black Dahlia exhibit at the police museum. Never came up on any of that stuff. But he was a he was a teaching surgeon. He was a teaching surgeon, and he could have done it. Why? Well, there's a couple of a couple of notions. It's possible that because. Her, one of her sisters knew him and had been a witness at his daughter's wedding. And Elizabeth had, she had problems, like the Bartholin's gland thing. She had problems. She had terrible teeth, all these things. So it's possible her sister may have said, hey, Beth, you know, I, I know I know a guy. guy. I got a guy. Yeah, I know this guy. Um, nice man, blah, yeah, you know. And then, so it could have gone from there. There's, a blind date gone bad. Or not even a date. She might have, it might have been... Um, gone to their office. Gone the to lover. his office. It might have been the woman. Uh, oh, yeah. Alexandra um, Partika. Yeah, could she's have been Partika. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very, she was from Eastern Europe. I think she came either... Sounds like it. Oh, I hope she did it. <laughs> I, would like, I, I would like her to be guilty. Partika actually. sounds like a bad... Per, a bad oh, you don't yeah. like her? Like, she sounds like a, a bad person, egg. she sounds she awful. Sounds, so. She sounds kind of awful. I mean, she was really mean to the, to the wife. She, she said that... She said, I know some things, because the, uh, the doctor, Dr. Bailey, didn't live too long, I think, after this case, for whatever reasons. I think he was he had dementia. Mm. But Alexandra said, well, you know, I want to keep his jade collection mm. and these other things, and I know some stuff about your husband that you would not want made public. So she kind of blackmailed she her. She tried, but the, the wife said, bring it. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> you're, I don't right. care. Yeah. So, so, okay, so... So oh maybe my God. it was he. Maybe it was he because it could have been an accident. It could have been anything gone wrong. But when you think about it, if she was at the doctor's office, for instance, um, what better place to a cut someone in half? And what better way to get someone out of a building than in those laundry carts oh, that they yeah. use to you know take out the dirty linen? It's all very doable. So. No, it, I mean it's I hard. It. It's hard to say. It's a very good thing, but I mean, Larry knows so much more about it because this has been something he's. Well, you're plugging really. his book wonderfully. Oh, and I, we should talk about your blog, but oh. Carrie, I Carrie needs to. You want to please ask wanna jump in? Okay, ask so motive. Motive. It is interesting now because it's usually they say this on Investigation Discovery all the time: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sex, drugs, or money. Yeah. So it does make you wonder what it was because it wasn't just, and I don't know if there was any sort of sexual i don't think they found anything there was right. a couple of things that were there were like and still today they do this um in homicide investigation you watch id discovery you know uh, these things yeah they yeah. there's always hold back you know they always is hold back information in the elizabeth short case the hold back i think was primarily that she had a rose tattoo on her thigh and it had been cut out and i believe it was inserted in her vagina <gasps> or something Jeez. but yeah there's a lot of rage there. see that was a that was one of the little tidbits I was hoping. Not that one. I didn't know that either. So I was hoping you'd reveal something like yeah, this about the case, which yeah. makes me a bad person. But that is interesting. No, no, no. no. It it, well, it really is interesting. And, and, you know, over, over the years, it sort of, like, you know, it became public knowledge. But Rosebud. They have yeah. tattoos <laughs> back then. Of course they Yeah, have. of course. She had a dolphin yeah. on her ankle. They called yeah. them well, Still way, way, way back. I mean, they started doing them as soon as they realized you could pierce human flesh and put some sort of plant yeah. stuff that's in a, there. That's like a... You know, there were rules in the Bible. Like sloppy prison tattoos, though. Oh, prison tattoos are a whole different thing. No, my grandfather had a ton of tattoos. Was he in prison? No, he was in the military. He was just though. a dude. And, but oh, but his, I feel like but they those weren't are like, all like Sailor Jerry tattoos. And no, like he had little... like a really elaborate Popeye on his forearm. 
cool. He's like that, that kind that's of dude. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it is actually. I'm, I'm glad you're back, Adam. It's nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Welcome Hi. to Pretty hey. Scary. What pretty are we Scary ta- Boo. What are we talking about today? Um, Black okay. Dahlia. Well, but stuff. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to turn the spotlight back on Joan here, you guys, because okay. there's a lot to talk about. So. Hey. Are you looking to get the best podcasts in the game into your life on a regular basis, completely free of annoying ads like this one? Then sign up for our subscription service at connectpal.com slash unpopular opinion. For just $4.99 per month, you get 10 different shows each week, enough to keep you entertained for all of your work days. And by that, we mean two hours a day, Monday through Friday. It's the best value in podcasts. And those podcasts are the best podcasts. Connectpal.com slash unpopular opinion. Sign up today before things get ugly and we turn these into ads for Casper mattresses or some shit. What, just overall, I read, I've done, so you're from Chicago mm-hmm. originally. Yeah. So, I'm from Peoria, and so is Adam. Yeah. Ah, I was I was born in Oak Park. Uh, last place we lived was Glendale. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I I was born at Cedar Sinai. There you go. I'm just super LA. I that is it, the best. I, I I claim it now. I've been here you most should. of my life. Most Angelinos yeah. should. I mean, that's the way yeah. it goes. But so my, my first question is for you personally: What is your passion for this cross section of not only Los Angeles but of older Los Angeles? And crime. That's a very... I mean, I get the romance, but I want to hear kind of why you were drawn to it. I think that I've always been drawn to bad behavior. It's just more interesting. She's the best, you guys. She's the best person. Jeff may call back again. It just (laughs) is... It's just more interesting. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be married to that person. I don't want to live next door to that person. But aberrant behavior is just far more interesting. It, it is just interesting. Is. Yeah, yeah, very it much. Was, was interesting to me. It's the whole a, premise of our show. So yeah, we agree exactly. I mean, yeah. and it was interesting to me as a kid. Although I wouldn't have known how to describe it, but it was interesting to me as a kid, and I never lost my fascination for it. And because I want to know. Why? I want to know why? Yeah. Why do people do the things they do? And after all these years, and after all the stuff I've written on true crime, I still have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> I love at, that all. at all, yeah. I know. I told you. At like, all. In anyone's head, I, 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 I really just don't mom. know. She I could be your mom. It's fine. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I just don't know. Well. What okay so Durant I mean I when you when you guys go on her blog so it's deranged LA crimes there's so many topics first of all there's many years you, <laughs> yeah. you can pick a year and then you can kind of dive in at that point but How there's long also topics have you been doing that blog for because uh, it's very well put together oh thank you um, beautiful four years four years in December was four years it's very in, nice well. <laughs> You're quite a little worker, Beach. I, <laughs> uh, I feel. Let's talk about yikes. compulsive writing. No, it's amazing. So, <laughs> it's very, yeah. So, in your mind, and and if it's a catch-all, that's fine. But what makes when you like the word deranged is such a specific <laughs> word yeah. to pick. So, why and what makes something deranged? I mean, the landscape of especially now, everything that's happening, and you could even point to the years that you covered. You know, during the years that you cover, we have the Holocaust. We have all these other things going on. So when you, what's deranged to you? Like, what makes something deranged to you? Oh, boy, that is a tough question. But I think 
behavior that just radically deviates mm. from you know from the expected norms. Like like one thing I like about historic LA crime, what I like about historic crime in general, people don't commit crimes like they used to. Drive-bys are boring. I'm oh sorry, yeah, but for they sure. just are. They're boring as hell. Up What's down. interesting are trunk murders. What's interesting? Trump murders. Trunk murders. Trump. No, that was a <laughs> no. CK. Oh, not tr- no. Nope. Although you, that may yet be a thing. I mean, we'll see. That would be super yeah, interesting. That would be, <laughs> that would be very interesting. But it could only happen with people I think who had were like orange. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeto. The Cheeto yeah, variety. You just yeah. got Trump murdered. Yeah. No. So yeah. No. Okay. So yeah. You're jam- You're right though. People. I, it's almost like people were more creative. They had to they be. They had to be, I guess. They had to be. Well, and, and women commit murder one of three ways, usually. Fire, water, and poison. Those mm-hmm. are the usual ways women commit murder. Fire. And fire. Seems harsh. Well, yeah, that's very harsh. But, but I'll be honest. Well, because you got to fucking well, piss us off before we you kill do. you. Well, and then we are waiting to exhale. I mean, there's a couple of us. We are. Instance. And it's fire when we exhale. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it was there, there was a movie in the like, 70s no. or 80s called The Burning Bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett about the woman yeah. that set yeah. her. Yeah, yeah I watched my job. mom let me watch it as a child. And my mom was, like, was way into that was, it. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, that was your sex talk all these years. I just unlocked it for you. There it was. Oh. Now you know. Oh. Now you know. That was the sex talk. That's how your mom handled it. Here, watch the burning bed. That's what it was. But unfortunately, yeah. some of it. <laughs> breakthrough joan there's many layers here i'm sorry it was like an onion but no but still i mean I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to play out then for your life so now am that, I, joan. Now that we've she's gonna it. set someone on fire that's that's the only logical conclusion yeah. and it's worrisome to say the least you're but gonna have I agree. to set someone on you fire knew me before i was behind bars i'll tell you what she's got somebody here that will be holding that fire extinguisher i will take care of this Good. Yeah. as long as you've got her back on this yes, always she does. okay okay, always. okay. That's important. That's poison important. is my other option. Poison is good. Well, so poison I'll handle was, it either way. I got like a D in chemistry, so it'll now be like Rasputin. Fire. It'll be like Rasputin. We're gonna have to try like twelve different ways, but, yeah, but we'll figure it out. It's difficult. Do you people think, don't die that easily. Do you think Agreed. part of Actually, people right. being so creative with murders back then is they just had more freedom because there were there wasn't DNA. There wasn't oh, yeah. like if you poisoned someone, it was way harder to find out. Hey, did this mm-hmm. guy? buy poison somewhere but like interestingly they're... enough though poison specifically is how we ended up with forensic science to like yeah. today poison yeah. was the first thing that they were like okay we can start here because there was there wasn't dna stuff but anyway i could go on and on about it. i find That's that very wonderful. well it is wonderful i mean poison is such a if there's such a thing as a gender specific weapon it's women it's, it's women yeah. because women have the patience for it it was a crime wave <laughs> yeah. we like yeah well women have Women just have more patience. They'll wait, and I'll wait in a way, Gatorade. In, in a way, well, they're I'm more vicious. For a text, yeah, I think yeah. than men because poison is usually a pretty awful way to go. And you yet, can watch it. A woman would watch. I mean, she might be dosing someone's. Women, generally speaking, kill a, a lover, their children, or a husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. And but they'll watch. They'll watch. This is because it's a slow process. A lot of times they don't just overdose them. No, they'll just add a little bit of arsenic to something. You know, here's your oatmeal. There was a nurse like Jolly Jane or something, mm. jo- and she would she would she would dose people with morphine. And then there was another chemical <laughs> oh, yeah. agent that I can't remember. She would bring people back to life basically with it was essentially it. She would inject people with like morphine, an angel of death, and adrenaline. So she would oh. like crawl into bed with people. I think it was Jolly Jane. She would crawl into bed with these patients, and finally she get she got caught because she systematically killed an entire family. Jeez! So she would 
That's not jolly at all. And then bring them. I <laughs> no, agree. She was irony. Fun. I'm telling you, if she were if she were a home care nurse, she would have five stars on Yelp. People loved this woman, and she was she was known for being there when the loss occurred. So. For the very, you know, for the first part of her career, you could say she kind of cozied up to people that were kind of on death's door mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But then they found out, like, but this lady was twenty seven, and and that was also <laughs> her mom that died. Do you know like, about what year this was? I mean, turn of the century. But it wasn't. This like, is yeah, why yeah, I say so, that. Yeah. yeah, as a tie-in, that sounds like something that was on Deadly Women. Yeah, correct. They, well, they, oh, yeah, they cover that stuff like crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about somebody who's made some cameos oh. on Investigation Discovery. Oh. Joan Renner, everybody. Joan Renner, everybody. Joan Renner. You were on. You were scary boo. Pretty scary boo. You were on Adam's favorite show, Nightmare Next Door. Nightmare Next Door. I love it so much. What do you love about it, Adam? I love that wacky narrator and his. So good. The news spread through town like a Carolina fog. Like what? He's like there. Just say like, people heard. Like Calm a down. weird, like whiskey. Yeah, he's got. He seems happy about it. He seems. He's like it seems like the first thing he says before they start rolling is, "Let me tell you about an entertaining murder." He it's should like, be what? happy. It's not no, easy yeah. to make a living in voiceover. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. and then he goes back to ancestry.com for like twelve hours out of his day. That's what I imagine with that guy. <laughs> so. And then Nightmare Next Door has those vignettes where, mm-hmm. like, I I watch. Ding 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 I watch true crime a lot when I'm working. Like I, I'll watch it just like kind of in the background. And when Nightmare Next Door first came out, I would be watching it. And I would watch the beginning, and they would tell you, like, the murder, and I'd kind of get a handle on the suspects, and then look down and start working and look back up, and the detective's, like, playing guitar in his garage with no <laughs> shirt on. And I'm like, Excellent. did she come back to life? What is he celebrating right now? Like, You're like, Dad? Did you solve this murder yet? They're like, why are you partying? And they yep. every episode is like, this detective likes golf. It's like, okay. You want to get Fly them fishing. to know these people. You know, I think, I think it seems... I mean, it's great. Not necessary for... Because it's true. They talk about this gruesome murder, and they almost, with a banjo, yeah. talk <laughs> about... <laughs> he likes a little bit of bingo now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, we were born to run. <laughs> yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah so... But for, I mean, because we've, we've been talking for a while. I could talk to you for the rest of my life. But oh, I do also yeah, want to talk. I, I'm so excited right now. But I want to get back to your blog again because mm-hmm. you, you highlight someone that's very important to you and somebody who really inspired you. Agnes mm-hmm. Underwood. I just, I, and I get it totally. Like, I totally, I was like, I was shocked when I saw that. I was, because, you know, you feel like you're the only. Had you heard of yeah. her before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I hadn't. So if yeah. you want to give a little background. She's super. I believe, no. Born in Aggie, 1902. Yeah, Aggie was completely badass. She was yes, fucking she was. fucking yeah. cool, you guys. Like, about her that you yeah. Were yeah, amazing. Yeah, born in San Francisco in 1902. Harsh upbringing. Mother died early when she was just a child. Always. And yeah, exactly. Her father was a, a glass blower. There's a job you don't have anymore. Um, well, some some well, do it. There's some, actually well, you can get it through. Groupon. But it's not glass. Venice Beach. It allows. Yeah, Huntington so, Beach. If these things happen, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, so she had this bad childhood. Anyway, she ends up in L.A. living with, she had been living with a relative. The relative had, had sort of put her out on the street. And so through a series of experiences, she learns, she, she, she sharpens up pretty quick. And she's staying at, the, at this um, uh, place for women, sort of like, I don't know if it was like a 
YWCA kind of thing, but it was it's where it it existed where the current Biltmore Hotel is. Yeah. So she she was staying there, and she started working at the Pig and Whistle. So she's working at the Pig. Still there, guys. Yeah, she's working at well the downtown one. No, yeah, but I she's know. she's she's working at the Pig, and there the guy behind the the soda fountain. Harry Underwood, I think he probably had a crush for a while. But anyway, one day she came into work and she was clearly very upset. And after work, she started walking back down through downtown to get, you know, get back to where she was living. Harry caught up with her and he said, what's the matter? I noticed, you know, something's been wrong with you all day. And she said, well, you know, that relative in Hollywood, she came back and she wants me. She said that I have to come and live with her and turn over my paychecks or she's going to turn me in as a juvenile delinquent because Aggie was still a juvie. And at that point, she could have turned her in. And Harry said, well, she can't do that. And Aggie said, well, she can. She can and she will. And he said, no, she can't do that, not if we're married. And Aggie's like, the dream proposal. Whoa, (laughs) okay. And a couple weeks later, they got married. And it it just – and then from there, you you know, they had a couple of kids and everything's sort of going along. And then Aggie, all of a sudden, her sister, who she'd lost touch with because of the, the bad family thing, they went to foster homes, they went, you know, they, they got broken up. And Aggie finds her sister, sister comes to live with them. Aggie's taking care of the house, taking care of the two kids. And she all of a sudden, she says, you know, Harry, I just want a pair of silk stockings of my own. You know, I always wear my sister's hand-me-downs. And I, come on, I just want a pair of stockings, my own. He said, Aggie, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't afford it. You know, there's no money in the bed. She said, she doesn't like to be told no, which I love about her. Can you imagine, Carrie? <laughs> no, I can't. But credit now works differently. <laughs> where <laughs> if you have yeah. a credit card, or in some instances, like my uh, Chase debit card, I know sometimes when I run over my balance... I'll just get a slap on the wrist, but she's yeah. a $34 fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm but a this, bold this and trying really, This was not really an option. This is 1926. Not really an option. Right. Well, And yeah. Aggie, you know, she's like, well. Should have been. Okay. If you're not, it should have really should have been. It was credit started a little bit. But, <laughs> right. She, she was just, well, then, okay, fine. Uh, if you're not going to get the stockings for me, I'll get them. I'll get a job and I'll get them for myself. Meanwhile, she's thinking, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And she hadn't had a job outside the home in a while because of the kids. But then just just out of the blue, this her close friend, the woman she'd met when they were both staying in this place where the Biltmore is now, um, she called her and she said, hey, Aggie, um, holidays are coming up. This is like October, maybe 1926. Holidays are coming up. Um, we need a receptionist. We need a, a switchboard operator, literally, you know, with the plug things. Mm-hmm. And we need a switchboard operator. operator. Oper- hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Are you there? Come in, come in. <laughs> so she said, "Well, you know, would you like a temporary position working as a switchboard operator where I work at the Daily Record, the newspaper over on Wall Street downtown?" And Aggie said, "Yeah, good." She's just seeing silk stockings in her future, so she goes for it. She ends up loving it. Um, the job stretches because they, they realize she's sharp and she eager to learn. And so they stretch it into, we can find stuff for her to do. Then she has an epiphany at some point. One of the worst cases in Los Angeles history was the kidnapping and murder of little Marion Parker. Oh, yeah. On December 27th. And <laughs> Aggie's still at the, at the record then because they'd stretched it out. And 
she was watching as the story broke when they finally, you know, when they finally caught um, Hickman, the guy who'd, who'd killed Marion Parker, when they finally found him, it, the newsroom just exploded. It was just like, oh, this is it. So there's activity and there's people writing and shouting and everything's going on. And Aggie just suddenly had this epiphany, I know what I want to do. I want to be a reporter. She wanted it so badly. So from then on, she was just unleashed. And she did everything that she could do to make that happen. And she succeeded. Which I love because I think a lot of times, and because we live in LA, it's so easy to be a dreamer. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing to be like, I made that dream into a reality. I think people forget also, and I know we've been going for a while, so we have to wrap it up soon. But (laughs) I think people forget how many women were doing really interesting things in Los Angeles oh. around this time. Because what's her name with the sister? So Amy Semple McPherson. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other. Yeah. You guys, that's a whole other episode. Oh. She, this, this woman literally was the first person to do a evangelical radio broadcast. I mean, she had people a radio don't realize oh, wow. it was a woman. And not only a woman, a divorced woman mm-hmm. on the fucking road. And then she comes to the Dream Center, or she comes to L.A. and founds the Dream Center, which today is still here. Yeah, the Angelus Temple. The Angelus it's Temple. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And people don't realize that she threw these, like, huge, like, church services where buckets of rose petals would fall <laughs> down from the sky. She was friends with Charlie Chaplin and she all these. everybody. She knew everybody. She and awesome. nobody, nobody talks about that the person that founded her. exactly the person the human that founded the evangelical broadcasting movement was a woman like nobody wow. talks about that and she was divorced and she yeah. was, no, was brilliant. single well, actually, like, actually like, yeah. i think her husband died of something horrible like malaria or something but but was she, that what yeah did he go to africa yeah That's they very, went yeah, no yes pin, actually yeah, they, went, <laughs> yes. They, yeah yes. they went they went on a mission they went as missionaries she was and, a single yeah. mom that's yeah, right she mom. was right. a single she was a single mom and she had you know a couple of kids and it wasn't easy and she started preaching like the tent thing you know going on oh no on. real tent like, like oh jeez oh, no. like oh, no, cool. yeah. like anyway just just this side of snake handling just, yeah just a little just bit, a little yeah. bit yeah. north of this snake mm-hmm. handling mm-hmm. situation but anyway yeah i mean and i i Aggie Underwood is just one of those people for me that fits into that whole thing. Because oh, she's amazing. She Absolutely also amazing. coined so many. I mean, she's just she <laughs> the was taglines that they came up with in the newspapers. Like when when Aggie first started reporting on the Black Dahlia case, it wasn't the Dahlia case. They were calling it the werewolf. Murder, yeah, which is right? like. Yeah, the werewolf. Yeah. Murder, it's okay. nothing feminine. Nothing no. like or werewolf she, murder. Yeah, actually, I don't yeah. mind that. If no, I get murdered, but Black Dahlia. I don't care what caused Black Dahlia is much better. Well, the, LA the seems to murder. have a penchant for floral floral named murders. I mean, we've had an orchid murder, rose murder, carnation murder. I don't know about any of those. Dahlia, but oh, the yeah. carnation murder is the cheapest, and no one wants it. No, no. it's a massage prom. No, it's some bullshit. Yeah, God, can you imagine how pissed you would be if you got the fucking carnation you're like jesus yeah i, I did all this peony? work to kill these people at least a you know a jerusalem tulip or you know yeah, some something. japanese peace fern or something cool <laughs> japanese it's, a little it's real it's a little no, hard to wear hot. though on the dress yeah, yeah. i know because it's like it's a pot it. it's very yeah. hard to wear doesn't do well in the sun no not a california you're right it wasn't a, i didn't pick a california but that's okay I, carnation though is stupid yeah, but we, we can all have, agree on carnations are the worst flower. Well, oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's yeah. not even clear to oh, me that the killer left the carnation totally. at the, at the body. Very homecoming. That's depressing. You know? I know. I think it might have been. Oh, it might yeah, have been yeah. a clever reporter looking for a floral theme. <laughs> 
gross. They, they were not, they, there was no lower bound. Glad I'm not that reporter's wife. Uh, Real glad I'm not that reporter's wife. So what shows on Investigation Discovery have you been on? Oh, um, let's see. Pretty much anything. She's like, with, oh, let me think. That's no, no, a ton. No, 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 no. <laughs> Pretty much anything with deadly or evil in the title. I mean, deadly women, mm-hmm. deadly affairs, evil God. twins, wait, evil wait, wait. kin. Deadly women? Who's that girl I don't like? Candace? Oh. Do you like her? Candace oh. DeLong. I never met her. Oh, Candace, Candace DeLong. Yeah. I never met She's Candace She's annoying. Long. Correct. But it's okay. All right. That's our. Well, you're that amazing. Is, not annoying. That does not okay, reflect yo, Joan Runner's opinions on anything. That's just Caitlin and Carrie as well, fans. I try I very hard not to be annoying. Into it. No, um, you're great. I try very hard. I can be annoying. I have an annoying. I don't. Side. I actually don't see that. You're going to be the first Joan. person ever reverse adopted by a young woman. <laughs> <laughs> I will adopt you. I'm so I've got ready. 38 well, cents in my checking account, but I'll figure it out. I'll tell you what. I'm going to need someone to care for me in my dotage. So. Oh my Do god. It. I'll Carrie, wipe your butt. I, you have I've, no idea. We've already talked about the pens tonight. I'm serious. I'm no, so we're, in. We're, we're halfway there. We're good. You well, don't... If you can put them on you, then later you can put them on me. Hi, Adam. I am not in, <laughs> for the record. No. You're not going <clears> to <throat> wipe the spittle from my chin when I'm drooling? Again, chin. I would do it. Thank you. Okay, so... But only because Carrie wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. So last Otherwise, thing... Otherwise, i yeah. Last thing we absolutely have to cover, because this is the coolest thing. Okay. Joan is part of... And then you can add whatever else you want to talk. I know you're okay. working on a book right now right yeah i'm trying try. it's been done for a while but i keep i'm self-publishing so i keep bumping into these little things that i didn't expect what's the book about uh the book is not surprisingly about agnes underwood the book is it's called um deranged la crimes from the notebook of aggie underwood so cool oh, nice. and so what i'm doing rather than writing a biography of aggie I thought Aggie would probably more appreciate because how she wanted to be known, her autobiography was called Newspaper Woman. And I thought she'd want to be known for the work she did. And so I decided to choose a few cases that she'd worked on and sort of weave in like parts of what was going on in her life at the time, but then tell the story of the case. And so that's any of our listeners will be interested. So we will let them know when that book comes out and how, because I I want to read that. Please let us know. And you can get white wine, true crime. We'll bring you on white wine, true crime. We'll do this whole dance all over again, but it'll be a lot more wine fueled. And yeah, you will have to drink during. (laughs) They don't have to Uber. Please do. Are you (laughs) You can spend the night at that point now? I'll bring my jammies and a bottle of scotch. I'm going to I would have called them jammies. Let's talk about the one show that you do want to be on and i feel like that's a plug wives with knives i so wives with knives Wise with nine. I'm not going to chant that. No, yes, you are. It's a great Listen, show, but guys, I'm not going to chant that. You were totally like, guys. it was a hand gesture. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm just like trying to hide. We're, we're, we're not making you nervous. Tonight, so. we've been talking. <laughs> no, okay. no, it's nervous. That's good. That's good. Tonight, we've been talking for 72 hours with her, and she's amazing. <laughs> so here's the deal, you guys. We have to. So, is it what do we do? We tweet at Investigation Discovery. What's the plan? <laughs> How do we mobilize? Oh, we're, we our fans are good at that. I know oh, that. Yeah. I, yes. I'm telling you. Like, Should we have them tweet at <laughs> yes. Investigation then, Discovery? To get and, Joan yeah. on you Wise with Knives. Handle? What's your Twitter handle? Deranged like No, that's fine. No, that's yeah. fine. That's, that's, okay. that's who I am. Right? Yeah, tweet at <laughs> Investigation Discovery. Please put put Joan please put on Joan hashtag Renner Wise with Knives. On Wives with Knives, yes. I would love to do that. I I just I like the title. I don't even care what happens. I just I so just, if he get you're on, what happens? Somebody, what happens actually. for us? Nothing. We just show up there after she gets out when she's done filming, and we're like, "You hungry?" And then we take her to eat food. No, she takes us to eat. No, I take. Are you? Why are you being I, this way, Carrie? <laughs> 
because she has 38 cents. We'll bring her. No, I got it. We'll bring Someone's got to pay for it. We'll bring dinner. her a black dahlia, a rose, a carnation. <laughs> Sorry. It's, part of the it's all right. It's no problem. <laughs> An orchid. And an orchid. It'll be great. It'll That'll be a counterbalance. Weird looking arrangement, but we're going to be excited about it. I'm yes. already excited okay, about it. Okay, and the last thing we're all going to be super excited about, if you're coming out to LA, mm. Joan is part of this really great tour company called Esoturic. Correct. And you give crime tours we in do. L.A. We do. We do some good ones. We do a Black Dahlia tour. We just did it last week, I guess. It was the real Black Dahlia. We do it uh, four times a year, always in January, of course, for the anniversary. And we do a tour called Hotel Horrors and Main Street Vice. Oh, and is the Cecil on. on there? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Hell yes. We're doing yeah! an episode yeah, pretty are. soon. I yeah. think we're going to record it. Yeah, next I did, a, I did a TV show recently called Dark Places. Anyway, they, talked, they wanted to talk about the Cecil, so I was able to talk about um, Richard Ramirez, Ramirez yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Untervega, Jack Untervega. Untervega is like... He's really out there and you know so and and the Alyssa lamb case yeah, you know, the, yeah. all that stuff and yeah so yeah we do the cecil of course and um we do a tour called blood and dumplings which is which is the san gabriel valley is that a pub oh. i knew yeah we did an episode on the same san gabriel there valley. are the best crimes in the oh same, yeah without they're fantastic a doubt without a doubt yeah are any of these pup crawls mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but just if there was a suggestion box, okay, that would be my suggestion. Well, you, you can drink as long as as long as you're not visibly impaired. That takes the fun out well, of it. Uh, yeah, well, there should we'll be a bar out. at the end. But I'll oh, there, no, there's that. always a bar at the end. <laughs> Good, <laughs> then we're fine. So you can if, always find a bar. So if somebody's coming out to LA, mm-hmm. um, how do they find about? Esoteric? Okay, what what they do is just go to esoteric dot com. And there's a list of tours. Cool. They do other tours. They do architecture. They do um, some literary tours. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on, come on. It's fun. It's Wait, fun. what kind of literary tour? Uh, James M. Kane. Oh, really? Raymond do people Chandler. get murdered on those tours? Because if that, only. Oh. I know but some of them, I bet you want to murder. They'd have to pay her twice. How, how do you yeah. spell that, by the way? Oh, E-S-O-T-O-U-R-I-C. Esoturic. I would have messed that up. And no, I'm a spelling bee whiz. I'm, I'm yeah. impressed, but... And okay, so how do people? Oh, so we know that your Twitter handle is just at deranged LA crime. LA crimes. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, you're on Facebook or? Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook. Try, try me at deranged LA crimes. <laughs> try, me. try me, try me there. <laughs> I'm, roll the dice. I'm pretty much deranged. She's game twenty four seven. Joni's game, you guys. I, <laughs> um, I try my best. I, I seriously. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on our oh podcast. My yeah. my this was really good. Thank you so much for crash. having me. This was. I think you're okay too, right? I'm like, what? Like what you're you okay too. Is it, I'm okay. I what think she's mean? asking. More vocal. Like no. I felt like you were almost like just sitting back listening. Like I enjoying, think the, appreciating. Well, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. This was like a spa night for Adam. This yeah, was like I a do nice... ten podcasts a week. Sometimes it's fun to just. I think the question yeah. really that's being asked is, was it good for you? Yeah, yeah. was it good? <laughs> for it was. You? It okay, was. as long as that, as How long as we have a definitive not? answer to that question. Wives um, with knives. Wives <laughs> with knives. Wives with knives. Oh, oh my God, Joan Rivers amazing. <laughs> I'll go home and look at my knife collection. <laughs> <laughs> we all will. I do have a pistol. Oh. Yes! I know. I have I a 38. Wait, with you? Yeah. No, 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 I don't have a, I don't have a carry permit. I don't have a carry permit. No, I have a, Yet. I have, no, I can't get one. If only. We're going to just write down Jeff May's address on no, a piece have, of paper. Yeah, we'll send it over you to you. you. No, yeah. I have a 38 snub nose revolver. Oh, my God. Do you have a price, Joan? 
She's for so what? cool. To get rid of somebody. <laughs> I'm sure, no. <laughs> no. She'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. Love of the game. Yeah. Just yeah. for go. love of the game. She's an go. artist. She knows, she knows what works. Okay, Joan, thank you so much for thank coming on so the show. Thank you so much for having me. I very much appreciate Adam, it. Adam, you want to find out, uh, how can people follow you? What, uh, how do they find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, you can follow us on, on Twitter at Unpops. <laughs> And you know this is this is a free episode, so subscribe to us at connectpal.com. It should be free because Joan, unpopular opinion, everybody should know. Don't Joan. you cut me off, I Caitlin? I can cut you off. God, God damn it! God damn it! So mad. Oh, you're not. It's gonna get no. exciting in here. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna murder Caitlin. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. I've always kind of wanted the to be there to be over, so I can get more. Work. I used it's to a... look for bodies in the cornfield behind my house in, in, in <laughs> Illinois. I did, Illinois. and I was always just crushed because there weren't. I was always thinking I might stumble over something. Never one fucking thing. <laughs> That's disappointing. It's yeah, crushing it when you're when you're eight years old and you you're so want to find a dead body so badly. Yeah. I had a. I've, I've, I needed that. And it I've never told happened. this story. I identify so deeply with what she just said. You. <laughs> I've I've said this on the podcast a few times before, but when I was a kid, I had a stack of crime scene photos. My mm. my grandfather was a sheriff's detective or ah. sheriff's deputy, whatever. L.A. Something County. Like that. Uh, no, Peoria. Excellent. Uh, uh, Peoria County. And when he retired, he got a stack of black and white crime scene photos. So I just found a stack of bodies in my living room one day. They were just in black and That's white pictures. That's amazing. I found a dead body on New Year's Day in oh, high school. Oh, nice. Floating he in a harbor. About this. He was yeah. in a tuxedo. Whoa. Like an Agatha Christie novel. Of course novel. he would be, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, New Year's he's, Eve, he's got to be. I was, I'm from Huntington Beach, California, so all oh, of these... I'm from Orange County. Are you? Yeah, girl yeah. In Orange County, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all the house, my friend had a, a harbor house. Mm. And so we stayed over that night. And then the next day we were putting around in a, in a Duffy, just a little Duffy boat. And there were all these huge New Year's parties that had gone on the night before. And we hit something and we looked down and there was a dead body in the water floating. And I was like, I was like the only one that was like, whoa, everybody <laughs> was like, ah! you know, I was like, it's a body. I know. I mean, I hate to make light of it, but it, there's just something about. Yeah. I, if I had the yeah. stomach for it, I would have wanted to be a, a homicide. I detective. wanted to be Clary Starling so bad. Dead but, body, UFO. The two things I'm disappointed I've never seen. Dr. Lecter. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. Dr. There's Dr. still time. There's still time. It'll happen. She's an optimist. Yeah. Carrie, oh, I definitely am. Yeah. Carrie, where It'll can happen. we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at Carrie Martin twenty two on Instagram or Carrie Martin seven twenty two on Twitter. And you can find me at Bossy Matilda on Twitter. You can find our podcast White Wine True Crime at WWT Crime, or you can go on Facebook and find us White Wine True Crime, or you can just go to uh, iTunes and and download us for free. Also, five stars. Please leave a five star review. Please. Please nice. leave reviews for this show, too. Oh, this show, That's right. Yes. That's the thing this now. This is on iTunes, yeah. Guys, show, we've migrated over to iTunes. Please <laughs> ambush us with fabulous reviews. Um, Joan, thank you so much oh, for being pleasure. on Absolutely. Pretty thank Scary. You. This yes, was so, so much, much thank fun. Thank you for having me. Yay! Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, very much. Okay, I was going to say, we've me, had guests yeah, you say gave not me pizza. so much. I mean, come on. It's the oh, least we could Joan's do. Joan's the best. I, I just, I, that's very sweet of you. It's Pizza Hut. It's literally the least we could do. I'm going to, yeah, I mean, literally. <laughs> anyway, before we... All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pretty scary. Right. Boo. Boo. Boo.